Yo, 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 yo. Hello, beautiful people of the world. Welcome back to the Mega Late Show, the number one hip-hop and dope culture podcast in Tokyo. Every Friday, me and Late are releasing episodes featuring brand new, not even brand new, but artists, art, event organizers, creatives, uh, everything, influencers, all of these things in Tokyo, superhumans, everything, goons, a lot of goons, actually. Uh, I'm Mega, and I'm here with my man. Yo, this is Late. Yo, yo! Last time, last time, Devin was here as well. Uh, you came in a little bit late on on that part. But yo, today on the third mic, we've got our guy Simba. Should we what call up, you Heem King, Heem King, or just Simba? It's whatever. All right, we got whatever on the mic. <laughs> yo, we got Heem King. This is episode thirty-eight, and today our special guest. Oh wait, wait, wait. Also, for a little bit, we've got our main man Devin Morrison in the studio today, and we're tremendously happy to have him. It's popping. Yeah, Devin stopped through today to say what's up for a minute, uh, and I think he's going to leave in a little bit, and we actually don't have an extra mic for him, but just know that he's gracing us with his presence, so be sure to check out for his music, Devin Morrison at SoundCloud. Yep. That's right. Um, and also, episode some number, I don't remember what number it was, but you can see it on our Facebook page. We talked to Devin about all of his musical endeavors and his uh, super talented, uh, prodigious uh, ability to play music and create music, so check that out. And today, our special guest for episode 38 is one of Tokyo's dopest folks. He is a DJ, a producer, beat maker, b-boy, event organizer, entrepreneur, really out here doing it in the culture. Perhaps most notably known for his mild out parties, which are themed, and we will get into that a little bit later. But know that there is an upcoming mild out party that is going to be taking place on June excuse me, July 6th, which is a Friday at Club Bar Family, which is where these events usually take place. And uh, he's going to have some guest DJs from Houston and Detroit there. We're going to get onto all that a little bit later, but we are here with the uh, pre- pre- prestigious and influential Hero King. Yo. Yo, what's up, what's up, what's up? Yo, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, Hero, thank man. you for having me. You know, um, I personally haven't been to your mild out events, but I've seen them go off in the past. You had like uh, a Kanye themed, uh, yeah, yeah, old Kanye uh, no, no, the, yeah, theme old party. Kanye. You had a Drake theme party. You had a Kendrick theme party. Kendrick Lamar. And, and usually for these events, you have a live band that plays music. Sometimes. Oh uh, yeah, always, yeah, always with live, live hip hop band. And they and what they do is they recreate some of the beats and they play the beats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I play the cappella, so they play the instrumental. The instrumental. So more like you know live. Remix, cover, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. But I've always heard it's a really dope party, man. And I've seen people even from Osaka, especially with this next event, the Black Girl Magic event that you're throwing mm-hmm. next month. Uh, homegirl from um, Curly and Kansai, Ayana, is thinking about coming out all the way from Osaka oh, really? to check this one out. Mm. So, uh, like I said, he's one of the, the dopest cats in Tokyo, throwing one of the best parties. And we're going to find out even more about that in just a little bit. Yeah. Yo. Should we uh, also talk about... Our sponsor, Cal Combs. Go to... Oh, I was going to say nah. Nah, we ain't going to talk about Cal? <laughs> nah. <laughs> nah, shout out to Cal Combs. Uh, him and our girl Aphrodite had their album release party last night. You can catch part of the live stream on our Facebook page. Uh, we had some technical difficulties, so unfortunately... The DJ sets are pretty much all you can hear, but you can kind of catch the vibe from Shalice performing, uh, but you can listen to their albums on all platforms, and of course, if you go to calcombs.com and make some purchases of some dope merchandise or music of a total of over $30, you can use the promo code MEGALATESHOW, and you'll be able to get a 
discount off of your total if you go to calcombs.com. Your and favorite. Also, oh, definitely going to use that. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Use that. Yeah, check it out, man. You, uh, you actually, we met we met Simba through uh, through Cal. On the last episode that we had Aphrodite here, uh, Simba was in the background, chilling and listening to the podcast as well. So, word, it all touches. Everything touches out here in Tokyo. It's a wonderful, wonderful thing. Uh, uh, should we go ahead and... Calcoms.com. Also, check out our guy Keen Joaquin at K-E-E-N-W-A-K-E-E-N.com for all types of uh, digital artwork and things that he can do, making t-shirts and all things of those natures. So, word, shout out to everybody that supports the Mega Late Show and support them. Support us by supporting them. Mega Late Show. Use that Mega Late Show discount symbol so we can get some money in our pockets, too. Oh, I will. I'm trying to buy some uh, new SM58 mics, because actually this one is a bootleg SM58, I think. Shout out to bootleg and yeah yeah yeah. You can barely tell though; it looks authentic as fuck, right? But if you look at the if you look at the bezel around the microphone, they're slightly different. And if you open it up, the component wires slightly different. As, as well as the the diaphragm is a little bit different. You can tell a little bit, but word. as long as it works. Yeah, as long as it works. So word word. Yo, let's go into the temperature check late, or should we start it like uh, old school style with the news? No, let's do the temperature check. All right. Is it? Temperature check conversation. Yeah, let's do the temperature, temperature check. check conversation. So this is uh, this is where we ask you a few questions to figure out your taste in hip hop music, mm-hmm. uh, Hero King. So let's start with something simple, man. Like, uh, let, let's see. Uh, have you been? What albums have you been listening to this year? Anything new that stands this out? This year, uh, pretty much everything. You know, what comes out, like even including Kanye or Kids the Ghost or. Uh, what else is new? Uh, I've listened to a lot of albums this year. Yeah, yeah like, so. you know, all, all on Apple Music, or All My Friends, Gizmo, or oh, Aphrodite. Gizmo's album just came out. Yeah, yeah. Gizmo's album just came out. Yo, pull this mic out, Simba, so you and uh, you and Devin can share whenever y'all get in on it. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be before you very long. Yeah, Gizmo's album just came out. Yeah. Uh, Tokyo Ronin? Tokyo Ronin. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's out there in Shizuoka? Is that where he lives? Uh, yeah, Hamamatsu, actually. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Far, yeah, pretty far. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was, I wanted to reach out to him because um, I listened to his album as well. I haven't purchased it yet, but it's a really talented brother as well. So I got to check that out. Yeah, where it worked. But yeah, that that one's really dope, man. Um, let's see, uh, what else do we got? Who's your favorite MC all time? Give me a top three, if if you uh, could. Ah, uh, it's a tough question. Yeah. Uh, Can we come down on the music a little bit? I feel like it's really loud. Is it just my mic? Can you guys hear the music pretty loud? Yeah, it's, it's loud as shit, loud, right? Loud. Okay. Thank you, thank you. All right, for me, Jay-Z, Tupac, and I want to put something new, like Anderson Park. Okay, Anderson yeah. is phenomenal. Ah, yeah, oh, shit, I skipped uh, Kendrick Lamar, yeah. but it's already four. So. No, 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 go ahead. <laughs> keep going, keep going. Uh, never Ends, Q-Tip, uh, there we Nas. Go. Mm. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Solid perfect. list. Very solid list. Okay. Favorite Tribe album? Uh, Law and Theory. Ooh. Favorite. Uh, I, Devin is saying word life, word life. Uh, favorite favorite Kendrick album. Uh, the new one, Damn. Damn. Damn is pretty fire, okay. right? Damn okay. is pretty fire. Favorite Pac album. Ah. Uh. That's a good question. Yeah, I think we can, uh, maybe we can also include like the soundtracks, like the uh, the. The Gridlock soundtrack, oh. is it Poetic Justice soundtrack? No, no but no, like but the Gridlock soundtrack is really, really damn good. Yeah, right? yeah, so, yeah. You never pick a favorite one if you include all his albums. <laughs> yeah, just gonna keep going. I don't know. 
Me Against the World. Everything. Me Against the World is probably yeah. my favorite. It got Temptations on it. And Old oh, School. Man. And uh, Old School on that one. Ooh. Really dope. Okay. Uh, favorite member of the uh, the Wu-Tang Clan? Method Man. Yeah! Oh, yeah. 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 Method? Go, 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 go. Mr. Meth, Mr. Meth. Everybody always forgets Redman, though. Well, Red is not a member of the Wu. He's like a... He, he, he's like a cousin. Yeah, he's like a cousin. Yeah, he's like a cousin. He's like a cousin. Nah, he's, he's a member. All right, word. <laughs> okay, here's a here's a question. Recently at the uh, Hot 97 uh, Summer Jam party that they throw, uh, Timberland and Swiss Beats had a beat battle, right? So I, I'm not going to ask you to, who's going to win in the beat battle, but whose beats do you prefer, Timberland or Swiss Beats? Timberland. Timberland? <laughs> word, word. <laughs> Timberland. I, I would, I would also yeah. choose Timberland. But in the beat battle, man, Swiss's beats are so hard. It'd be try, it'd be kind of a little difficult for Timberland to overcome the energy mm-hmm. and the aggressiveness of Swiss beats. Mm. Beats. You know what I mean? I I'm talking face. about, a, I'm I talking about a beat face, battle. Get, get on it, Devin. Tell us all about it. Talk that shit. Talk that shit. I mean, all right. So I just feel like Timberland has always been really good at, you know, giving energy off as well. I mean, think about like dust your shoulders off. He's he's really good at making club bangers as well. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, as far as when it comes to like getting the crowd hyped, the kind of neck and neck, if you ask me. So. I, don't know, I don't know. I feel like I feel like uh, not. Nah, just leave it out of the cradle. Just leave it out of the cradle. I feel. I, I, okay. What about you, hero? You're going with Timberland. Uh yeah, Timberland. Uh, personally, it's a personal favorite because uh, Swizz has a lot of slamming bangers. Yeah. Timberland has, but Timberland beats more. More. Uh, Go along with melodies, mm, indeed. With the singers, hook. Yeah, I feel you. Yeah, I, I, I feel like Timberland's music is a little bit more diverse as well in sound, yeah, and, in range, especially melody-wise. Like mm. where Swiss uses a lot of like um, synth stabs, like yeah, yeah. stabby type Bang. of synths. You know yeah. what I mean? Uh, so I, I would, I would agree that uh, I would definitely take Timberland over Swiss in terms of my personal mm. favorites uh, in, in that. But in the beat battle, I feel like. If you had the people that were turning up to Swiss Beats music and mm-hmm. Timberland's music and let them fight on the dance floor, I feel like the cats turning up to Swiss is probably going to be a little bit more hype. Mm. <laughs> oh, yeah, I can imagine that. You know, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Exactly. You play, yes. you play the Rough Rider anthem, and then you know somebody's going to get punched in the face. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean. So word, word. A late some temperatures. Yo, Hero King. What? Convenience stores, 7-Eleven, Family Mart, and Lawson's. 7-Eleven. Mary Fuck Kill. <laughs> Raynum, one, two, three. So 7-Eleven's number one? Uh, Family Mart. Family Mart's yeah. number one. 7-Eleven, uh, Family Mart, Lawson. Okay. Yeah. That's an all right choice. Is there any particular reason that you were so quick to say 7-Eleven? Uh, 7-Eleven has the best selection of their bread. Everybody's looking at him like we're ready to challenge. Like, I don't got the bread. I don't got the bread. You talking about bread? Devin about to flip the table. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah. And and uh, and hero, I don't want to project, but you seem like you're a Japanese person. Yes. Yes. Born and I raised am. here in Japan. Born and raised. Yes. <laughs> From Tokyo. Yeah. Okay, so you've seen you've you've been a part of this community your whole life, and so we are gonna have to give his his word a little bit more credit than all of ours because his total time here in Japan is longer than all of ours put oh, together. Yeah. So maybe he knows the secrets of Seven Eleven. 
Hey, can you tell us anything about the differences in convenience stores now than when you were younger? Is there anything that's changed that stands out to you? Uh, back in time, uh, it was more like Lawson was much smaller. Family Mart oh, oh, was big, 7 Eleven was big. But uh, another option, another reason that I like uh, about 7 Eleven is they have uh, tuna sand. Uh, like all, all the convenience stores, they have tuna sand, but mostly tuna sand is together with uh, egg sand oh. in one package. Even though I want fucking uh, tuna sand. Just give me the two tuna. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me no, no, yeah. Yo, I don't like that. Yo, because shit, it's is, like, shit is deep. It is deep. Yo, this is a real talk. Yeah, yeah. This is really deep. Actually, facts. If, uh, if our guy uh, mix mixed blood... What was the guy's name? Who's that? The rapper. Oh, Logic? No, yeah, well... Are you talking about biracial Bobby or <laughs> whatever his name is? Yo, you know I went to high school with him. Okay. Gettysburg High School, bro. I didn't want to say his name, but... Did he hang out with the black folks or hang out with the skateboarders? Dude, I don't want to say he was a weirdo, but he kind of, he kind of kept to himself. Okay, okay. Yeah. Yo, I was why a weirdo, it, too. Why it's, is it that, that they got the, like... The way that they cut the sandwiches makes it seem like you're getting a whole, one single whole sandwich that's been cut in half. But why do they do half of one sandwich and half of the other? Crust, man. What's up with the crustlessness? <laughs> <laughs> Let me get some crust. Yeah, this is a. Yeah, this is actually terrible. This is a terrible. Thing. I felt like we were on the path to really be happy about you know the Seven Eleven thing, but I we're, we're grown. Yeah, man. Dang. You know, it just shows that the world's got a long ways to go before we can really call this place a utopia. Dang. All because of crust. We need that crust. That. <laughs> we need that crust. I do love 7-Eleven. I do love 7-Eleven tuna sandwiches. Uh, bomb. Facts. I like you know that. What? All right, Hero yeah. King. Let, let me ask you, what's your favorite? Like, uh, do you have a favorite area of Tokyo? Uh, Shibuya. Shibuya. Yeah. That's pretty much everybody's favorite area. Yeah? No Rapongi, no? please. Thank you. No Rapongi. <laughs> you know, I haven't Japanese been to Rapongi in like no, two years. Every Japanese person I met, like no Rapongi. Yeah. Shibuya. I, I don't blame you. Gaijin hunters. <laughs> yeah, that's one thing. That's why I don't go out there, man. They try to get you in trouble out there. Just throwing it out, all over the place. Okay, here's a question. You're stranded on a desert island. I'm sorry? You're stranded on okay. a desert island, uh -huh. right? You got food and all those things, mm -hmm. but you only have access to one particular type of music, right? So you can either listen to all of Outkast discography mm -hmm. or all of A Tribe Called Quest discography. Uh, so who do you pick? A Tribe Called Quest. A Tribe? Oh. Yeah. They have more albums, right? Yeah. They do. Yeah. What if we include? What if we were to include solo endeavors, including all of Big Boy's three albums and uh, and Andre. Goody Mob's albums, all of the Dungeon Fam versus all of Tribe? Does it include uh, like Q-Tip solo and? Yes, let's do that. Amplified is on there. Oh my yeah. god! All the uh, all the uh, Umar productions. I, I don't. Night can we can time. we do can we do uh, <laughs> the Umar's production because it's like Dilla too. Ah uh, yeah, know? true like, that. Yeah. I mean, because that makes it a little bit too easy to make the choice yeah, for yeah, me. Yeah. Okay. I think. I don't know. Okay, even, so let's even even uh, just pure tribe cold quest. Okay. Uh, versus you know all that. Still, I go with Tribe Cold Quest. Okay. Yeah. How about, how about um, 
But he does. He does have a very good. He, his answers have been great so oh, yeah. far. Oh, yeah. His answers have been great. <laughs> Thank you for. All right. What if we uh, we change it up? How about you can listen to all of Kanye's discography mm-hmm. or all of Nas's discography? Ah. Uh, they intersect this week. Yeah. You know, with the Kanye production. Yeah. So you get that album one way or another, mm-hmm. if you want to listen to that. <laughs> if you want to. Mm-hmm. He still hasn't addressed this, <laughs> these allegations, you know? So maybe people don't want to listen to Nas. I really like the, you know, the first three albums. Mm-hmm. Kanye. Oh, not, oh Ka- Kanye's? Yeah. yeah, still classic. So I might go with Kanye. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Not How about you, Simba? Okay. Kanye or Nas? Nas means way more to me, so I'll probably Nas. Mm. Devin, Kanye or Nas? Um, I'm seven inches, four pounds, been through with so many rounds. Ohio, the little route to Canarsie, living harshly. I can't, I, I gotta go with Nas, I'm sorry. I love <laughs> you, man, but, yeah. oh man, it was written. Was it penned by Quentin? No, I'm just kidding. Yo, <laughs> yo, yo, late. Was it? Uh, Kanye. Kanye. All right, so we've got we've got Kanye, two Kanye, two Kanyes, two, two Nas, and the tiebreaker is going to be for your boy going with Nas. Put that down as a win for Nas. Yo, yo, we all didn't that not, shit I was talking about Nas earlier too. We didn't ask uh, homegirl over here. Oh. oh, Kanye or Nas? She she's going to opt out, man. She's that voter base that doesn't vote. Just just say an, any name. Say the one that comes second in alphabetical order. It's unanimous. All right, great. <laughs> what? No, what? <laughs> <laughs> no, the judges, the, the judges score unanimous. <laughs> All right, it's not a split decision. We got it. Yo, yo, uh, Devin's about to be out. Yes, All right, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Uh, thank you for joining us again, man. We always for appreciate. Sure, it. Sure. Yo, Love tell y'all. us where we can find your music. For sure, you can find me on SoundCloud www.soundcloud.com slash Devin Morrison or you can go on Bandcamp which is the same thing slash Devin Morrison Bet. okay I'll hopefully sh- hopefully we'll have Devin on um, sometime soon I'm going to reach out to some people that he he works with music and we'll try to get Devin on a third mic with Fitz or with Aaron or somebody like this yeah I yeah. also have an EP coming out with Thrashflow so be it's on the lookout for that do you know when it's dropping yet? Can't tell you yet, but it'll be soon. All right. And, All right. and if he doesn't come on the show, he's going to let us know when that's happening, and we'll let you guys know on the podcast. Check out Devin's episode. Thank you, fam. Appreciate you. Word, word. Power. It was nice to meet you as well. All right. Mega Late Show podcast. This is all love. This is community in action right here, baby. All right. Word, word. You mind closing uh, that door when you take off? Thank you. Thank you. Here we go. Okay, good. Let's let's uh, let's see. Lay, you got any more temperature check questions, fam? Yeah, Hero King. Do you listen to a lot of Japanese hip hop also? Ah, uh, not so much. Not so much. What about when you were younger? Uh, yeah, I used to listen to them a little bit more back in time, like uh, back then. Who are some good artists for? You know, people who may not be so up on Japanese hip hop that Rhymestar. maybe they should go check out. Rhymestar? Yo, Rhymestar is fucking amazing. I don't know this guy. I always say the Egotopia album. Mm-hmm. That's like the Japanese Illmatic, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, yeah, pretty that's, much. Oh, yeah. I think you have mentioned that to me before, late actually. No, it's a big amazing. pedestal. Yeah, yeah. No, it's. I mean, I don't speak the language, uh-huh. obviously. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And especially enough to understand lyrics. But like, 
The songs on that album are fucking great. So They're pretty much so you, the feel you get from it is dramatic? Absolutely. I would, Ooh, okay. I okay. would definitely say that. Yeah, yeah uh, Rhymester means a lot to Japanese hip-hop fans. They are always pioneers and also hit makers. Word. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I gotta write that down. Yeah, not yeah. not like, you know, just a pop, you know, bangers, but more like, you know, authentic hip hop. Uh, how old Crosby. is this album? It, I mean, it's, it like can't be new. It's gotta be like 90s? 96, oh. maybe. Okay. Yeah. So it has, Ooh, it okay, has, okay. it still has that, that conventional, like, four element hip hop sensibility of, like, real, real authentic. I mean, I wouldn't have music. said Illmatic if it wasn't okay. reminiscent of that. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, dope, man. I have to check that out because I'm not, I'm not familiar with them. You know, I can't speak Japanese very well at all. So usually when I listen to Japanese hip hop, it's for kind of like the vocal qualities more than the message. So yeah. I have to check Beats that out. and the flow. Yeah. 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 Right, right. And, and that's one thing that's really dope about hip hop because even if you, even if you can't speak the language, you can still mm-hmm. get a lot of emotion from the music, anyways. Yo, man, that's how we Japanese people listen to American hip hop mostly, though. Yeah. Like, lot of people don't speak English. We do, but yeah. like they don't catch. Yeah. They don't pick up. Okay. So when people say I like this song, you know, people talk about the flows and sure. know, production. Not really a lyrics. The the content of it Co- is kind of lost on them too in yeah. translation. Yeah. Okay, bet man. Okay. So so uh, I guess late. Do you have any more temperature questions, or should we go right into the combo? Uh, I want to ask the angel and devil question. Okay. So hero king mm-hmm. in hip hop, any character, person, personality. The classic. There's an angel on your shoulder, and on your other shoulder, there's a devil. Who is who? Who do you pick out of hip hop to be the angel? Who do you pick to be the devil? Oh, I'm sorry. Can I say it again? So like, imagine like an old like cartoon, you know, uh-huh. and like there's a devil on the shoulder of uh-huh. the cartoon character telling them to do something, mm-hmm. and then there's an angel on the other shoulder saying, "No, you shouldn't do that. You should be good." Blah blah blah. Who, in your opinion, for you, mm-hmm. who is your angel and who is your devil? Like in hip-hop. Hip-hop community? Like, yeah. Mm, like Kendrick and Future? Who's, who's, who's who? Kendrick is... Like angel, uh, Kendrick as an angel. Right. So uh, Kendrick would be your angel. Future or Rick Ross would be probably... <laughs> oh, <laughs> devil. Uh, is, that, is, that, is that right answer? Well, uh, sure. can, you, can you say why? Because <laughs> uh, Kendrick uh, talks about, you know... A good thing, mm-hmm. good kid. Well, being for a you, kid. for you personally, not just who's good or who's bad in hip hop. I listen to him yeah. just like that, you know, like okay. he, he, you know, tells good things, like you know, positivity, or you know. But but he's also concerned about his community. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, um, yeah. You know, community focused work. Yeah. And yeah. who's who's the negative? The person that's telling you to punch somebody in the face or. Uh, Future, maybe. Oh, <laughs> You're a fan of Future. You like Future's music. I well? like. Yeah, he is dope. Yeah, oh, that in many crazy, ways. Though. Yeah, yeah. He, he definitely has a, a unique style that has kind of been taken, and, and so many other people try to adopt it. But yeah, he definitely is uh, a unique, unique, MC, very, a very unique MC. And he makes a lot that. of. Yeah, what is the joint he had last year? Mask off. 
Mask off. Mask, yeah. mask off. Yeah. yeah, that was kind of a jam for me that I didn't tell anybody I was jamming to mm-hmm. <laughs> all the damn time. You don't have to be ashamed of that. Well, no, no, I just, buffs. I mean, like, when do I, <laughs> Purple Sex? Yeah. Oh, that is like right. We were at, we were at the, we were at the do over. We were at the do over, uh, singing that the whole damn day, drinking a bunch of. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the Adidas do-over. <laughs> That's true. You know, at the same time, you know, uh, weekdays, I teach dancing little kids. Mm. Uh, what style? Like b-boy? Uh, b-boy and a little bit of hip-hop. You know, I teach a little kid, so, you know, easy stuff that, you know, they can do. Mm-hmm. Uh, then, you know, I don't I don't play Future or Rick Ross right. or I don't play Two Chains. But sometimes their songs pops up from my fucking iPhone right. randomly. Then, like, I was like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and how do the kids react when that happens? They're like, what is this? Actually, they like it. <laughs> but they're also not understanding that nah, he's talking nah, about nah, doing nah, drugs nah, nah, and nah, things of that nah, nature. No, 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 no. All right. Well, dope. I mean, that actually brings me to uh, some questions about you. So let's go ahead and get into the to the convo section of the podcast, which mm-hmm. is where we just kind of uh, talk to you about your upbringing, coming into the culture, and mm-hmm. find out what you're doing now and things mm-hmm. of that nature. So um, you can speak English really well, man. How did Thank you, you first? How did you first um, learn to speak English, or what uh, did this happen? I went to Australia and I stayed there, Australia, Sydney, mm-hmm. and I stayed there for about ten months back in mm-hmm. 2003. Mm-hmm. For study purpose, and after that, I started traveling. You know, mainly Asian countries like China, Singapore, Korea, Taiwan. Then my English gets better and better. You know. So your interest in hip hop music did that begin before you started speaking English, or was it was it? Uh, there was late nineties. Okay, so okay, so you had an interest in hip hop music beforehand. Yeah, well, yeah. Who were that, some, Oh, go ahead. The the my interest in hip hop uh, that bring that brought me to Australia. You know, study okay. English and you know. Super dope. Yeah. Very okay. very dope. Okay. Uh, so what what artists brought you into hip hop? Like what artists like stuck out to you that made you wanna? The first yeah. artist that you yeah. heard in hip hop. Yeah. Tribe called Quest. Check okay. the line. <laughs> hey. Oh my God! It's magical for all of us. Well, oh, yeah. I don't know about you, Sim, but oh, you yes. might be a little younger yeah. than us. But yeah, but trust me, I know. Yeah. Bonita Tribe. Apple Bomb. Yeah, yeah. Mm. greatest love song in hip hop all Q-tip, time. Q Tip movie. Watch that yeah. too. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Word, man. Um, and, and so and so you've grown up in Tokyo your whole life and have been part of uh, uh, the hip hop community out here. Mm-hmm. What was kind of the first element of hip hop that you were drawn to? Did you start making beats first, or you start dancing? Uh, DJ first. I was kind of lucky because uh, I was a sneaker dealer before DJ. Oh, okay. Well, I was very young. I was very yucky, you know. Uh, late 90s uh, in Japan, we had a big trend for Air Max 95. Word. It was big ass trend. Shit. Like, you know. Okay, 1995, I think 1996. The in the peak time, people sold uh, Air Max 95. Yellow gradation. Maximum price was like three thousand dollars. Wow! What? Wow! It was, it was booming everywhere. Like all the magazines and all the shops talk about Air Max. It was a big trend. Then you know, I was a you know young little kid. I was, you know, looking up like that. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I want right. wine. Yeah. Then um, 
one of my friend uh, randomly he just told me hey uh, Hiroki uh, I heard we can get it we can we can get those sneakers for official price if you line up in a shop early in the morning then I didn't believe at the first but you know he, he kept telling me so we skipped the school one day shout out to skipping school <laughs> <laughs> yeah then uh, 6 a.m. Uh, we lined up in Shinjuku official Nike store uh, which is not there anymore but uh, in a right by the station we lined up waited for like four hours it was cold as fuck in the morning, you know. <laughs> it was winter, actually. Like, it, it was February or something. It was cold as fuck. We wait. But we instantly knew it was real. Because when we went there, there was a line already. Right? So we we line up, wait. Then uh, wait for the uh, opening. Shop, shop opens. Then there was an announcement. Hey, uh... Everyone, we have a, you know, 10, 10 a.m. Our shop staff came up. Uh, we have uh, only 40 pairs of Air Max. So line up. Uh, one person, one pair. Right. Thank you. Then we were like, you know, pretty much in the tail, but we were lucky, 38. Oh, oh. bad. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that was a, not yellow gradation. It was a black leather 95 Air Max then we managed to get it then we were like you know happy as fuck uh. Uh. then we, we didn't feel like to go to school with that <laughs> mood you know right right so we were hanging out in Shinjuku Takeshita Street in a, you know blah blah doing you know just killing time then one of the another shop owner you know a lot of random shops around there uh Talk to us, hey kid, uh, what size do you have? Then we are pretty much surprised because you don't expect people to ask you, like, what size do you have? Yeah. Then um, we got to know all those shop owners knew uh, Shinjuku Nike shop sold their Max 95 black leather because they have network. Right. They have their people lined up already. So they knew. So like, hey kid, what size do you have? I know you have black leather. <laughs> right. Because we had a, like, you know, Nike a bag, plastic bag and shit. Then like, uh, we have t- uh, 26 centimeters, which is probably US size 8, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, that is a size Yeah, 26. Eight. Then he was like, oh, that's cool. 26. That's pretty good. What about 300? For your shoes. Yeah, like we, we, we didn't know what it means. Like, right. you know, 300, which is, which is like Samayan. Yeah. Like 300? Like, what is it? Like, um, do you want to sell your shoes for 300? Like, really? Because there was, you know, 150 for official yeah. price. Like, we are confused. Yeah. Then we talked, but we you, sold. You sold the shoes. Yeah, we sold it. And how did this get you into DJing, though? Then you know we 
took that three hundred dollars. Yeah, then we realized that we could make money with Flipping. that. Yeah. Flipping uh, shoes. Ah. So we we didn't skip school so much, but you know, every weekend. But weekend more competition because more right. people line up. Yeah. So sometimes we could skip school, get another shoes, go directly to Takeshi Street, sold another one. Then we fucking you know. Uh, what did you make enough money to buy DJ equipment and shit? Yeah. Yeah. So you started flipping shoes to yeah. get DJ gear. Yeah. See, this is exactly why I wasn't a DJ because I never had enough money to buy DJ equipment when I was younger. So yeah, I started yeah. breaking, stealing cans of red graffiti and then rapping because I was free. <laughs> you know what I mean? So word, word. Yeah, yeah. So that's why I told you I was very lucky. And what, around what year was this that, that you started first started DJing? Uh yeah, uh ninety seven. Mm. My uh, first record was uh, the 18th letter. Rakim came back album, oh, yeah, 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 with uh, Guess Who's Back. It's been a long yeah, time. That's actually the my favorite track on that album. Or the mystery is also. Yeah, 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 no, yeah. That's another good one. Spin out classics. Yeah, yeah. That is a that is a jam. Yeah. I was a little disappointed when it came out because I didn't really want Dre doing a lot of the production, uh-huh. but you know it was a good album. Uh, By yeah, God, yeah. Rakim. Word, man. And what about b-boying? How did you get into b-boying? Um. Okay, I started b-boying uh, year 98, late 98, right after, you know, I started DJing. So, I was, you know, hanging around in Shibuya, uh, hitting parties and shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, back, in, back then, uh, there, was, there were many parties organized by high school students. Many. Like every fucking weekend, more than every weekend. Wow. Would you say the b-boy scene was bigger or no, 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 no. Down scene, the b-boy scene was way smaller than now. Ah. But you know, every time we go to, you know, we went to parties. You know, you get to see dancers getting down on the ciphers and shit. Then you know. I can uh, do that too. Yeah, I want to do, do that. Because you know, I was a DJ. I, I, I was a DJ, but just a you know home DJ. I, I didn't get to spin uh-huh. for, you know, crowd, for parties, but I want to be, you know, I want to be superstar. I want right, to be right, okay. outstanding. Yeah, I want to yeah. be... Be known in the scene yeah. and get my props too. Yeah. Right. So I found a guy, then talked to him, then he told me. Word. Yeah. Then, you know, back, back in time, um, uh, it didn't cost me to learn be boring yeah, it was free for me too yeah now yeah. if you study if you learn dancing in tokyo yeah. it costs a lot of money yeah i was gonna ask you about that this is one of the things i wanted to learn because you know my wife is a b-girl and she's oh, with cool. the convent crew from okinawa uh, right. yeah yeah oh, nice. you know cats from convent crew yeah yeah, 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 yeah there's yeah. a lot of really dope cats man yeah, yabu yeah, yeah. and all those guys Shinya, yeah. funny all, ones yeah yeah, yeah. Dude, they're, they're great man um those are all family for me because you know my wife has been with that crew since oh, she was nice. like in high school or whatever and um yeah she's getting like a convict crew tattoo soon i guess <laughs> but, but, but yeah you know um that's one thing that's different about the dance community for me now mm-hmm. well well back then there was like you either b-boyed or you popped right mm-hmm. now there's all these different types of like hip-hop style afro funk style yeah. locking um you know what i mean just Crumping. you know uh, uh finger tutting and all these yeah, things yeah. right and i see here in japan it's very popular for kids to go to dance classes yeah but damn. for us and i think we're probably around the same age because i was breaking i started breaking in maybe like 96 mm-hmm. 95 but in 98 i was still breaking for us it was just like yo 
throw down that piece of cardboard or the homie bought a nine by nine 11 nine by nine linoleum let's just yeah. go bust in the park or whatever and so like the the dance community out here it seems very formal yeah very like, you know very formal yeah and so it's it's, it's different now than it was it, than it was for you or was it still you went to dance classes you didn't have to pay but were there still dance like b-boy classes back then uh, there were a few. Not there weren't a lot, Not but yeah, there were a few. I remember there was like a who were they called? Japanese b-boy crew, Spartanic Rockers. Spartanic Rockers. Word, yeah. word. That was, that was like the first Japanese b-boys that I ever heard about. Yeah. Word. What was your b-boy name? Hero King. So. Hey. Yeah. Good for you for maintaining that name for so long. <laughs> I mean, I've been called Mega for most of my life, but um, I was b-boy Omega Legs. And this uh, kind of ages legs. me because, you know, we still put legs on. Yeah, it was kind of like yeah, legs yeah. is kind of like the lil of the rap community. You know, yeah. like this legs, that legs, yeah. uh, lil B, little, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I was Omega Legs back in 95. Dope. Yeah, yeah. Do you still, you still B-Boy? Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. Not as much as I used to, yeah. but yeah. Do you I'm teach? All, I teach, yeah. Okay. I'm all fat and fucking injured. I got so many injuries <laughs> I can't break anymore at all. My wife be calling me out all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, sit your ass down. Get away from me. Word. So so now, so you, you DJ, you're a B-boy. You also make beats as well? Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, what what kind of music? Is it is it hip-hop music? Uh, hip-hop uh, and also like funk break beats okay. that B-boys get down to. Okay. Uh, and I do a little bit, little bit of electronic, like uh, kind of double step or glitch hop. Okay, sure. Or shit like K- that. Kind of like, uh, like an IDM type of EDM. Uh, type yeah, of yeah, music. yeah, okay. yeah. Power, power, man. But still, you know, my focus on hip hop. Do you have like albums and stuff out, or uh, just no, kind no, of no. just tracks that you? Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. I, ha- I, I only got a lot of demos. Okay. Yeah. Sure. We'll never, never finish the fucking album. No oh, doubt. Okay. Yeah. When did you link up with the band? When did I link up with the band? Uh, it was back in 90... Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, I started another party. It's called Tokyo Soul Drive in 2011. It, it was more like... It's still going on, but... Uh, it's a more soul and a funk party. Do you still organize it, too? Or? Uh, yeah, sometimes. A oh. few times a year. Okay, bad. Yeah. Well, now... When Lay says the band, is that what they're called? The band, or do they have a name? Or no, there's a band that always plays at For the mouth out party. Oh, what, Natu- is, what is the name of the band? Uh, Natural. Like, oh, okay. So that ah, I see. They're also on the uh, on the flyer. Yeah. Ah, Natural. They play at all your parties? Not all, but yeah, mostly. Yeah. Okay. Who are these cats? Uh, they're from Shizuoka. I linked up with the drummer. He's a black guy from Texas. His, his name is Vanna Keith. I've seen him before. Yeah. yeah. I've seen him on Facebook before. I'm pretty yeah. Uh, the, uh, I think the MC was... That's Gizmo. Oh, right. Gizmo? Right. Yeah. He was in our Black Panther picture. Oh, really? Yeah, he, he was, was there? at the theater. Yeah. Oh, man. We, I wish I would have talked to him. We went. We all We all went to go see Black Panther together. There was like 30 of us, and so we couldn't meet everybody. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. But word. Okay. Yeah, and also uh, two more uh, Japanese guys uh, for keyboard and bass. Oh, everybody lived in uh, everybody lives in Shizuoka. Yeah. That's why I thought. Yeah, that's why I thought Gizmo was out there in mm. Shizuoka. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very cool, man. And how long have you been uh, throwing the mild out party? Mild out is. I feel like I've seen it for a few years. Three, four years now, yeah. I think. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's usually on a Friday. Yeah. 
See, that's why I had never gone before because I used to work Saturday morning, so I would never go out okay. Friday night. But I'm gonna be at I'm gonna be at this uh, this new event, man. Please. Um, can you can you tell us a little bit about this upcoming event? Okay, mild out. Uh, uh, it's a uh, July sixth, Friday night at Club Bear Family. It's a pure hip hop party, very international. Um, nice hip hop vibe. So the theme this time is a little bit more broad than I've seen in the past, where you kind of focus on an artist. This one is Black Girl Magic. So uh, yeah, gonna, yeah. What type of uh, what type of music is the band going to be playing? Or is, uh, I see there's, there's a uh, what is her name? Janique Nicole. Yeah, yeah. Janique Nicole. We got we have a, a guest singer, Janique Nicole, and uh, she's uh, she just real she is gonna release her album like more like EP. So we do a lot of her songs and also the cover songs of uh, Beyonce, Rihanna, Scissor, okay. Mary J. Blige. Oh, okay. Hip- yeah, this is going to be dope. Yeah, like anything hip-hop related. And what time does this party start at? 10 o'clock? 10 o'clock. Does it go all night? All night, yes. Hey, we'll be out there, man. We'll definitely be out there to support you and see this. Right. Also, so you got some DJs from Houston and Detroit, Jeff Cashless and J Sound. Yes. Are they are they just out here visiting or are they also uh, in Tokyo? Uh, Jeff Cashless, uh, he's from Texas, Houston. Uh, he's visiting here. Okay. And uh, Jay Sound just played at Speakeasy. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Mm. That's right. Yeah. From okay. Detroit. Very cool, man. He's a very crazy, cool. very good dancer too. Yeah, yeah. Jay Sound at Life Park. He like put on a song, like his last song, and then like the last two minutes, he just got on the floor and got busy. Hey. Yeah. In and April, I was said. spinning for one of the biggest dance battle competitions which is big in a stadium like 12,000 people what, what watching event is that? What? what what's the name of the event uh dance live oh okay i've heard of that yeah yeah very big like stadium size dance yeah. battle then he won the first prize he got a million yen for prize wow oh. I definitely wouldn't be back to DJing right now. I'd probably be somewhere else. Right? You know what I mean? I'll be in like, uh, you know, Maldives or something like that. Yeah. Just chilling off my million yen. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, congratulations to that, man. This, the event sounds really dope. Can Can you tell me a little bit how the Mild Out party came together and what inspired um, you to do this? So uh, I started Mild Out because I had Tokyo Soul Drive, which I mentioned earlier, which is, you know, more like soul and a funk vibe with a live band of course but i wanted to start more hip-hop more hip-hop straight hip-hop i had a lot of gig, hip-hop gigs but you know here and there you know you get you you might have to spin a lot of shit you know like people sometimes ask you to spin like chris brown sometimes ask you to spin flowrider some sometimes ask you to spin you know a lot of shit like that yeah random stuff yeah so I, I wanted to do like more like mm, hip hop, you know, hip hop, like hip hop style that you feel, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. hip hop style that you groove to. Yeah, absolutely. Hip hop stuff that I listen to, but you know, I didn't have, you know, enough people to start with back then, but you know, I met a band, I met a DJ, so, you know, I so, started. Like- how do you come up with the themes? Like, do you just, like, where do you get it from, the themes from? Because I know uh, Mega said earlier, yeah, you had, like, more artist-based, and then now you have, like, kind of uh, a this broader one, stroke. Yeah. Okay, so usually Mild Out is a themed night. Mm-hmm. So last one was 
Last one was uh, Drake. Okay. Yeah. okay. So we did a, a lot of Drake song with the band. Mm. The one uh, before was Black Panther. Okay. Ah, that's right. Yeah. So we did a lot of Kendrick Lamar. So one before was uh, Kanye. No. no, that was old one, huh? Before Black Panther was uh, Daddy South. Oh, that's oh, right. Okay, yeah, okay, I do okay. remember that one. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, we 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 give it a theme, mm -hmm. but then we do a lot of you know live shows with those themes. But this one we got Janique Nicole. So black girl we do a magic. lot of black girl magic. Okay. You know, yeah, yeah. Makes sense. Super dope. Yeah. How, how often do these happen? Like once uh, a every every two months. Every two months. Okay. Yeah. Bet man, this is uh, this is gonna be really dope, dude. Mile really Loud, dope. July sixth, Friday. That's club right. Bar Family, and it's usually at Club Bar Family, right? Yeah. Okay. It's a very underground hip hop club. Is there any other things that you're doing out here in uh in in Japan right now? I know you said you're an entrepreneur and you've you're recently working on you opened up a restaurant. Is that, uh, is that yeah, right? yeah. Me and my friend just opened up a restaurant in Yokohama, mm. uh, off Zonohana Park. Uh, okay, word. Yeah. Yeah. Speakeasy will be there next month. Yeah, 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 yeah. You can you can you can see literally uh, the Zonohana Park, the beach. No, no, it's a, there there's no beach, but like the ocean. Yeah. yeah it's like a Not, bay kind of Yeah, yeah. harbor harbor area. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh it's a international cuisine. So dishes from all around the world and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like foods. Yeah, yeah. Chinese and American. Italian, That's a nice French. area, man. It's yeah, very, very nice, nice area. area. Yeah. So and it's open now. It's open now. Yeah. What's the name of the restaurant? One on uh, one and the rooftop. One one and the rooftop. Dope. Hey, I'm gonna try to check that out, man. Wait, yeah. Is speakeasy it, next is it month is gonna to, be close to there. Uh, yeah, on the third. I think that's the first Sunday. Is it closer to Zonohana or to like the street where like Jack? Jack Cafe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a uh, right off Zonohana Park. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. So, oh, okay. Very Zon good location. Zono man. Zonohana Park dope. right there. It's the ocean. Zonohana Park right here. For, for our listeners, he's using lots of interesting <laughs> hand movements. And where he pointed his finger is where you should go, dummy. It was very close to Zonohana. <laughs> yeah, it's super close. All right, man. That's really dope. Congratulations on thank that. Thank you. Thank really you. Dope. Yeah, really dope. Congrats. Word. Anything else going on, man? Like, this is the conversation part of the uh, of the podcast where we really get to know. Uh, well, I wanted to stuff, ask so. about, like, you grew up in Tokyo, yes. I'm assuming. Yeah. Like, straight up Tokyo. Born and raised. What What generation are you? I'm 36 this year. I was born in 80, 1982. Uh, how how long has your family been in Tokyo? Ah, uh, my dad uh, was born in Tokyo. Okay. My mom moved to Tokyo. Okay. Yeah. So second generation, pretty much. Yeah, maybe maybe third generation if your grandparents were yeah. here too. What what so, part of? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, no, I was going to ask what part of Tokyo did you grow up in? Like what what uh, ku, What what neighborhoods? Meguro. Oh, wow. Dope. Shout out to Meguro. Is yeah. he a baller? Oh, he shit. might be a baller, man. He G might be a baller. But, I, but this, <laughs> I this is the question, one. man. Like, uh, you said near Shinjuku Station, there was a shoe shop there. Mm -hmm. And I'm assuming that's not there anymore. Like, where you got the Air Maxes from. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, Like, yeah, that yeah. store is gone, probably. Uh, right? It's just moved. It's it an official, Ni Nike official shop. Oh, okay. So, yeah, it's just so, moved. Like, I have two questions. Mm -hmm. how, how different is, like, central Tokyo... And how different is 
Tokyo culture wise actually three questions I guess culture wise and like the hip hop culture in mm-hmm. Tokyo. like how different is everything from when you were coming up uh, it's been growing up man uh, Tokyo back then Tokyo was a little bit more rough mm. a lot of okay when I was a、uh, high school or you know before that uh, there was a lot of I, I'm not saying it was dangerous,、uh-huh. but、There、it was, was slightly、like、a, more dangerous if yeah, you go、like、to the wrong places. Yeah. yeah, crime rate、mm. or Bosozoku. Have you heard of that?、Yeah. Like bikers. Yeah. Like, like crazy ones. Like, you know, custom bike,、yeah. crazy sound. Loud as hell, yeah. Yeah. And,、uh, It's a lot of that in the countryside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They still. Them in Okinawa, still all over the place. Right? Yeah. yeah. And also a lot of.、Uh, we used to call that. Color gangs. Color gangs? Color gangs. Oh, I know about this, man. Like, they all wear like one color. Like, I like, watched that show, Ike Bukuro Westgate Park, and、ah, they got yeah, like ja- the guys yeah, yeah, who wear、yeah. like the gold. Like, they're the gold gang, and then there's like another gang with another、this. color. Yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a completely like cheesy stuff.、Yeah. You know, people,、uh, it's just a, a young bad guys influenced by,、uh, you know, American. Blood、uh, and Clips, or、yeah. uh, what's a movie?、Uh, Training Day, oh, or you right, know, right, stuff right, like right, that. Right, yeah, yeah. Then they have no interest in hip hop, but more like, you know, being a. It's their way、gang. to be more macho.、They、yeah, yeah, macho. macho so they yeah, yeah, yeah. Glamorization. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we are blue, we are red, we、yeah. are black, we are white. We're going to wear gold. Yeah, yeah. 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 So yeah. it was more of that back when you were back, growing up. Yeah, back then, yes. What,、um, to, to piggyback off of Late's question, like, what about the culture out here in terms of the number of foreigners and foreigners interacting with you? Did you, do, did you would you say that there's more foreigners within like, the hip hop scene now than there was back when you were coming out of high school?、Uh, in terms of number of foreigners, this is the biggest time the ever. Yeah.、Uh, back then, okay, back in the 90s, I didn't talk to, I, I, I didn't have, I don't have any foreign friends. Yeah, any memories, like, you know, talking to foreigners. I, I didn't have any foreign friends. I had one, he was a foreigner, but he was more like adapted foreigner. You know, he was a Chinese guy、okay. growing up in Japan. Right. That's it. You Different know. than like an expat. Yeah, 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 yeah.、Okay. So it's, it's been growing、right. internationally. And so, now, yeah. Oh, go ahead, Simo. So I'm like, so now, like, it, like、uh, being more exposed to foreigners, like, has that, like, given you more of, a,、uh, more of an insight to, like, music and stuff? Like, like how you see it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. Like, you know,、uh, more foreigners, more culture, you、okay. know, multiculture, more information, more influence. Then at the same time, we have our、uh, internet, so easy access to,、okay. you know, International information.、Okay. So, yeah. Word, man. I, I, yeah, I, I find it really fascinating to think about Tokyo、uh, in those early years. I've, I've, I've heard a lot of things from, from people who came here long before us.、Uh-huh. And there's been quite a few foreigners who 
have been doing kind of what we kind of do, you know, um, to document the culture, talk about the culture, and talk about uh -huh. hip hop culture. Like um, Shucks One, uh -huh. are you familiar with Shucks? Like he um, he's a cat who was out here in the 2000s, and he's still here. Just opened up a culture cafe in uh, Saitama, mm -hmm. but you know, like uh, seeing the interactions here, it, it's interesting for me. I've only been in Tokyo for like five years, and mm -hmm. I was Okinawa for two, but I've been in hip hop culture my whole life, and kind of noticing some of the differences between the you know between japan's mm -hmm. interactions with the culture to mm -hmm. to to mine are it's a, it's a eye-opening so i appreciate you sharing that with us mm -hmm. man yeah it's been growing so much so you might have gone through whole different experience if you were here back in 90s oh for sure like probably you... probably you know japanese people like didn't get used to see y'all yeah mm -hmm you know, different faces uh -huh. or ethnicities. Mm -hmm. So like probably people watching you like oh what is this guy? Uh, yeah. Black guy. Yeah. Or you know, like a guy's jean. Yeah. The facial expressions is crazy yeah. right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, word man. Very cool. Very cool. So um anything else for the convo section late? You got any uh, more Yeah, I didn't man? answer your like last question. Like hip hop hip hop wise or what would you say? Yeah, like you were at the shoe store, but why? Why were you at the shoe store? You know what I mean? Like, what? What made you go to the shoe store? Oh, uh, cool! Just my friend told me to. Who? Who's your friend? Uh, my uh, school friend. But I mean, like, how? How did you guys know about that? It was I, popular out here. You said, right? Oh uh, yeah, 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 yeah. It was a big trend, and also, I I don't know how he got the information about the official night shop lineup and shit, but. Probably, he had an older brother, so you know. Okay. So, uh, to be to piggyback off late, are you still a sneakerhead? A sneakerhead now? Not so much. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So back then, what would be your favorite sneakers? Just uh, random. my favorite sneaker was uh, I can't remember the name, but Ni it was Nike. Uh huh. Shoe race was not in the middle, more like off to the side. Yeah, a little bit to the side. Yeah, 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 yeah. Iversons. Yeah, well, Iversons. Now they had a few different shoes with that. With that, like they they look like trainers though. Yeah, yeah, they were yeah. Like, they yeah. look like trainers, but I forget what they were called. Dion's. Uh, they weren't. They weren't a player's shoes. Foot, they were. They were. Uh, they were. Footscape. Or maybe. Something? Yeah. Maybe something okay. like that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But word. I was a shell toe guy back then. Oh, Puma yeah. suede's and shell toes was kind of my joint. Yeah. I mean, I had to keep it b-boy status. Right. <laughs> you know, fat laces and shell toes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Different, yeah. different color shell toes and puma suede and fat laces. That's oh, the yeah. way to go. Bet, man. Uh, I guess we'll go ahead and take a commercial break. Is that a question? Yeah. <laughs> I don't want. I don't want to. I don't want to cut you off if you have more questions for him. But I. I uh, I'm not. I That's a. Uh... Have you ever seen Rhymester? Uh, live. Yeah. I don't know, man. I'm like, I'm kind of fascinated with Tokyo during like the bubble period, you know, mm. like mm -hmm. when real estate was crazy and everybody had a lot of money. Like, I'm sure the the culture itself was different. Yeah. But like, even in hip hop, I'm sure it was like different. You know what I mean? Because now, yeah. you know, we can go to Club Bed or like go to the Mild Out or whatever and experience some Japanese hip hop, but. Like the roots, I'm kind of clueless about. Like we can talk to Terry, and I mean, there's countless resources for American hip hop at the beginning. But for Japanese hip hop, I'm a little like, 
yo what was that like you know what i mean like what what how was tower records in the 90s you know uh how yeah. was like the streets of shibuya and the night were people out there like doing their thing back I'm in the 90s hip-hop section was very small man like market was small and only like pure music freaks or pure hip-hop had only went down with hip-hop so okay in my high school at, at least my my year I was a, I was the only one. Wow. Then like everyone didn't know what hip hop was. Like hip hop in Tokyo. Yeah. What, like, what year did you graduate? I graduated like ninety ninety ah no two thousand, a high school right? Yes. Okay, two thousand. Two thousand. Okay, yeah. so you're you're a year before me. Now, um, I I heard that in, uh, in the in the mid and late nineties mm-hmm. that people were buying more turntables for DJing in Japan uh, than they were buying guitars. So yeah. I just assumed that DJ culture was beginning to grow and there were there yeah. were some there were some prominent like um like people whose names were being recognized in the States, uh DJ Crush, mm-hmm. DJ Honda, Honda. And, and like like I said, I knew the Spartanic rockers from seeing mm-hmm. them on like uh Battle of the Year mm-hmm. and you know International Battle of the Year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just assumed that there was like just like in the States there was like an a very strong subculture mm-hmm. of hip hop but you know the back then like all of hip hop was a subculture mm-hmm. in, in terms of doing it not mm-hmm. just listening to the music mm-hmm. if you rapped you were a part of a very distinct subculture mm-hmm. if you were dancing or writing graffiti it was mm-hmm. a small subculture mm-hmm. but have, do you, would you say that it's grown a lot in in yeah, japan yeah 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 um, around 2000 there was a lot of record shop a lot of dj equipment shop because I think the same thing in the States, you know, around 2000, people sold a lot of records, like vinyls. It was big. But as a market, it was still small. Like, no one was millionaire. No one was driving, a, you know, fucking bling, bling cars. But there were, there were a lot of, you know, freaks. Who were some of the Japanese people that you looked up to at that era? Like Japanese guys, whether they were b-boys, graph writers, DJs, or MCs in the scene that where you were like, that guy's fucking crazy. That's like mm-hmm. the number one Japanese dude. DJ Wise, DJ Muro. Oh, Muro. DJ Watarai. Still dope, yeah. Yeah. Hasabe, DJ Kentaro, all those, you know. Was like Honda really big out here too? Because he was big in the United States with Honda, with like the beat nuts and shit. Yeah, Honda was big uh, among the freaks, but in general, like he was like more underrated, like hidden cat. Mm-hmm. Very dope, very dope, very what dope. A, what about B Boy Crews? Who were some of the B Boy Crews back then? Uh, Rocksteady Crew. Oh, yeah. Rockstar Rockstar Rockers, yeah. yeah. Waseda Breakers. Waseda is still, yeah. yeah, yeah. And a lot of small crews, you know. And what else? Uh, Ichigeki, Bronx. Dope, man. Yeah. yeah I, like, uh, you know, we, we, we talk to a lot of Japanese people, obviously, but a lot of them are not, like, born and raised in Tokyo. So your ah, perspective yeah, your perspective yeah. is really interesting for mm-hmm. us, man. Thanks for sharing. Yeah, born and raised. Going back to what Mega was saying, so where was the shift where hip hop was underground in Tokyo uh-huh. to when it became like kind of like mainstream? It's just like everywhere. Like what what year? I know you. Probably, I know you mentioned like two thousands. So it's like mm-hmm. what year do you remember? It was just like bam, 
is everywhere. When did when did the outsiders get into hip hop out here like that? Or it's like you're not breaking, but you're you're it's not still breaking. Not uh-huh. It's still not happening. It's still not happening. It's still like hip hop is still a uh, minority. Okay. So if you're not doing it, you're usually not a part of those communities. No, not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Okay. Not yet. Got a lot, little ways to go then, Japan. Good yeah. But you know, a little hip hop ish places all around. Yeah. Because if you go to Rapongi, a lot of people play, you know, Flow Flo Rider or, you know, as a hip hop party, a lot of people play Justin Bieber or Ariana yeah. Grande and Taylor Swift yeah. and shit. So. <laughs> Shout you out know. to Gas Panic. <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Shout and out also, to Gas Panic. Yeah, like a lot of people say, like a lot of young people say, hey, I like hip hop. I love hip hop. Then if you ask them, who's your favorite rapper? Uh, 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 Chris Brown, maybe? Yeah. Uh, you know, so like a lot of, or maybe like Exile. <laughs> you know the or, shit like that yeah, so yeah, yeah. a lot of misconceptions going around for hip hop you know mm. people think it's hip hop when people rap on EDMs sure. you know what I'm saying so like people when people say I love hip hop but people don't know who Jay Z is who Nas is right. who the fuck you know Kendrick Lamar is so and every time like like uh, when I'm teaching someone and we're doing favorites and they're like, oh, who's your favorite singer? I got to like make up some bullshit, you know, I got to be like uh, Stevie Wonder. Yeah, like I got to say like a big name because if I was like, even if I was like Kanye West, they'd be like, what? Who's that? But if I was like Chardin, they'd just be like, huh? Like, yeah, oh, yeah. You got to say something familiar. Yeah. Like I struggle with that. Like, all right, who's popular right now? Yeah, uh, I have to do that too with um with my adult students. Whenever they ask me like yeah. who my favorite singer is, I gotta really give them somebody that's really famous, John Lennon. Let me give you like yeah, you know Whitney Houston. Have yeah. you heard of her? Yeah, Bruno no, just, Mars. Yeah, you know it's it's yeah. interesting, man. It's really interesting. The word, yo, Mega Late Show, episode number thirty-eight. We're here with the mighty, mighty hero King, and we'll be back in just a second. Yo, 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 it's your boy, DJ Hero King. You are listening to one and only Mega Light Show. Yo, episode 38, the Mega Late Show. We are here with the illustrious guest of the week. That is the mighty, mighty Hero King, uh, the founder of the Mild Out Party here in Tokyo, which has an event going on July 6th. Black Girl Magic also doing a lot of big things with his restaurant. If you've been listening, you already know all this. But at this point in the podcast, we are going to go into it with my man Simba is also here as well. We're going to go into this weather report joint, which is where we're going to share a track from that Hero King is listening to and wanted to talk about a little bit. So, and then we'll hit you guys with some news. What do we got? Is uh, this can you explain what the weather report is? 
yes. So the what the weather report is where uh where hero well our guests or us we pick a song and then we talk about it. It could be new, it could be old, it could just mean something to you. You might want to say something about a certain quality of the music, and uh, yeah, it's just to give our fans like you know what's hot, what's what's going on, or how people feel. So here we go. What what's uh what's the name of your song, hero? Am I wrong by Anderson Pack? Is this a new joint? Uh, no. It's off Malibu. It's, uh, uh, from Malib, uh, back in 2016, probably. Yo, was it that far ago? Okay. Oh no, no, no! This is the second album. Yeah, so it was like two years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, really good. Yo. Oh yeah. Anderson is so talented, man. His yeah, new I was song just about to, I, I was crazy. trying not to get new hype, not to get too hype, but Venice, this album. The one that's coming up, mm-hmm. I forget the name. Well, that, uh, well, the, the other one is Malibu. Oh, what did I say? Venice. Venice is the first one. First one. Second one is Malibu. Malibu. Yeah. yeah. And uh, the the one that's upcoming, like Bubbling, is like you said. Yeah, super dope. Great. Really hyped for whatever. And also, uh, Dore's album, Compton. Oh yeah, he, yeah. He's, he's, all, he's, all, he's all over that. Yeah. 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 He's just a, he's a kind of a. A virtuosic talent, man. Like him playing drums and rapping at the same time. He's just super, super talented musically. He he, he he's great songwriter. Yeah. And um, yeah, it, it's it's a really modern, contemporary take on so many like timeless type of musical qualities. Like this, mm. it's like some generic question. Yeah. Yeah, he's super talented, man. Not to mention his work with uh, Knowledge in No Worries. No Worries. Which is where I really first got exposed to him. Fucking. Yo, he's coming out in July. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying really, to get I'm really trying to decide. Yeah, yeah. Is it July or August? Is it the end of July? I think it's the last day of July. Okay. Yeah. We should try to get tickets for that. For sure. Yes. See, I, I was first introduced to him because he was a part of the uh, kind of the West Coast underground scene mm-hmm. for a long time. And uh, he used to rock with the Hellfire Club, which is No Can Do, uh, Red Rick Ramirez, Bus Driver, Open Mike Eagle, all of which, all, all of whom have, uh, you know, they're, they're very talented and, and do their thing. But he was kind of a standout talent back then. And a lot of the guys thought like, yo, this guy can really transcend the underground scene and become something special. And that's exactly what he did. And at this point, like I... Um, when Chance the Rapper won like Grammy for New Artist of the Year, I really thought it should have been Anderson. Anderson. Yeah, and he's just super oh, was he good. in the category? He was. He was. Uh, he was nominated, but I'm not mad at Chance. But no, Chance is also yeah. great also, in what he's done. Is dope Chance too, is gay. It's, it's a man. popularity contest at this point. But it, but musically, man, I just feel like because of because of you know. Um, the songwriting and also the musicality as yeah. well as the instrumentation that that um, Anderson is using. I just feel like he's just a fucking... I, would, I don't want to say superior because it's kind of a, a, a really weird qualifier, but I find his music to be a little bit more satisfying and a little bit more progressive and interesting than Chance's yeah. gospel shit. Yeah. yeah, so. yeah I'm not, okay. I like Can how he puts. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I like how he puts. You know, a lot of neo soul vibe to it. You know. Yeah. So his his songs, uh, on my computer, mm. you know, like you do. Uh, we have a lot of crates on the you know Serato com- Serato software. So I put his songs in the hip hop crate as well, but also neo soul crate. Yeah, right. And we can mix it up with yeah. a lot of, you know, Rika or D'Angelo or uh, Michelle, Miguel Chell yeah. at the same time. Then it fits really well. 
you know this this music like my mom and my dad would would probably play this in Sunday morning while we're sure. cleaning the house because yeah. it just has these inherent qualities that are kind of timeless for black music yes. in general you know I mean I don't know uh, like like genres nowadays are so it's kind of hard to put a bound a boundary around everything like yes. like a Post Malone who most people would say is a rapper mm-hmm. but a lot of people who are you know, really care about hip hop mm-hmm. would not consider him a rapper per se. Like Anderson Pack, I, I, I hesitate to call him a singer, but I also hesitate to just say he's a rapper. rapper. Yeah. Like, and I, I don't want to say like, oh, you know, he does like uh, soul music or R and B or he does hip hop. Like, all his music is all those things at the same time, and it's just like, yeah. Because of the artist he is, it's the best parts of all those things, yeah. always. You, you know, and because he's such a good songwriter, I, it also has a, a pop aesthetic to it because it's very accessible for people. And and that's kind of another thing about this blurred lines for genre, like confining things to genres, is that pop music now is largely an amalgam of things that um, that have occurred in the past. Like, yeah. you use all types of sounds. Yeah. I mean, like, pop so, is just, you know... A label for what's popular at the time, really. Like, we have an idea of what pop music is, like Madonna or Lady Gaga or whatever. But when they were doing pop music, it was different from pop music like 10 years before them. I was just about to say that. Pop music now to me is hip hop mainstream. Well, yeah. Mm. Well, the the thing, like, um, when I'm talking about pop music, I'm talking about the the approach to, to songwriting and song structure, mm-hmm. which is supposed to be easily accessible for people. And pop music has been around so long that that's kind of become the, the like, the way that people create a lot of their music. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, pop music, a lot of times, it's a little bit more disposable in terms of message and things of that nature. Yeah. It's like, mm-hmm. it's easy listening. Pop music yeah. is like a music for, for people who are not critical fans fans of music theory and structure and so like again it has a very like i don't want to go into a rabbit hole about pop music but anderson's pack his music is is very complicated and dense while also being highly accessible to people who are not critical about you know music appealing to anyone but at the same time it has authenticity right yeah and there's a thing about it like if you if you like post malone who's making pop rap music pop pop music and and um his music if you were to give that to somebody who's critical musical theorist or even somebody who knows about like uh you know composing music you give them that they're like ah this is kind of disposable there's nothing like no inherent Mm. musical qualities about it but if you give it to if you were to give anderson's packs music to fucking stevie wonder stevie wonder's gonna say this is brilliant like what he's doing with these melodies and it's just a high level of uh, of musicality Mm. and anderson's doing man and uh um adding on to the point you just made although the artistry is so high like the sound like the, the sonics of it I feel like he's like and not this is not a knock to Anderson at all but he's so close to like blowing on like a major scale like he's just he just hasn't done that one song that makes him pop you know what I mean because mm. his music is so good the sonics are like Stevie Wonder level you know what I mean I mean whatever with that statement but like for some reason or another the majority the people who listen to pop music haven't 
shifted their attention to Anderson Pop. But I feel like he's just like not even one song away. Like he's just a feature away or yeah. just like something. And then it's like it's, he's the hugest artist. It's crazy you said that because the minute you guys start playing a song, my first thought was just like, oh, PYT, Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. Like just, just, just like, oh, well, like, okay. Here we go. All right. And then he reminded me of, because I was just his lyrics a little bit, his flow. I don't know if you guys are familiar with a BJ the Chicago kid. Yeah. Yes. It's just, I don't know why. It's just like, like you, like Lay said, one song away. Yeah. I mean, I would have never expected The Weeknd to be a fucking pop icon when I first heard his mixtapes, but. I think The Weeknd just, not not to take any anything, anything away from him because he's immensely talented. It's just. He came at the right time. He's just like, bam, everybody's feeling that type of way. He made music for that. Like, well, yeah, oh, bam. He's, he's another dude, you know, R&B, singer guy, kind of yeah. hard to put a genre on it. Yeah. But highly influential, you know, like uh, Drake a couple Drake eras ago. Yeah. Pretty much Jack the Weeknd style. Yeah. So Anderson is highly, well, I don't know about highly influential, but like... Dr. Dre's whole Compton album, I feel like he had a big part of that. And oh, oh, I wasn't aware of that. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. There yeah. aren't a lot of artists who are like riding his wave though, so that may be. Well, Drake's what it got is. a new album coming out soon. So who's that? Drake's got a new <laughs> album coming out soon. So if there's a wave to still, you know, it might be a good idea for Drake to still some of this Anderson Pack vibe. Drake's still alive. Drake, Drake is, uh, Drake is definitely alive <laughs> right now. Yo. Uh, shout out to chocolate. Shout out to chocolate cake. That is the second unsolicited Drake diss that you've thrown out this episode. Yeah, yeah. What was the first one? Um, eh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Drake. You know, you know, I don't even get into it. Right oh, it was. Uh, I don't have much respect for that. <laughs> yeah, I, mm, I've, mm, I've lost. The dude makes great music, but. I don't care what anybody says. Bringing Jay Prince into what between what he and Pusha T had was weak as hell, bro. Uh, there's got to be money. There's got to be money that Jay Prince is 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 uh, got invested in this to try oh, yeah. to call it off like that. Oh, yeah. Because they, they make it seem they make it seem as though like Drake did an uh, he had a conversation with DJ Academics and Drake said that like. It was gonna take him to a bad place, and I'm like, what? What bad place are you gonna go to, Drake? Like, exactly what? What is like? Mm. This is a rap beef. Nobody's talking about killing each other or, yeah. or doing anything like that. This is a rap beef, and if you don't want to, if you want to throw punches, throw punches. But you can't say that you got a career-ending diss track ready, and the reason you can't put it out is because somebody. You know, it's crazy. I listened to an interview Pusha T had, and he's like, okay, Jay Prince had a conversation with his management, but. They did not mention. Oh, Drake had this career-ending rap beef. He was like, he was like, he was like, that was not mentioned so, in the conversation. Well, you know, it's like this. Drake was like, I got a career-ending diss track. Uh-huh. Pusha T was like, put it out, and then Drake puts out a Degrassi reunion video. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like, it's I like, mean, what do you expect? That that video was kind of hot. I enjoyed seeing. I, 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 I didn't watch it. I didn't watch it. I'm not fucking with Drake. Again. I didn't watch it either. Uh, My first thought was when he left the. You know, I know the beginning of the video. He left the bed. In the Toronto stadium, I was like, "Oh, that's how he left his baby moms." Yeah, let's let's go right into the news section. This is the news. Like, yeah, let's go right into the news section. I just I just want to say, you don't have to dislike Drake to also like Degrassi at the same time. Oh no no no, it's okay to enjoy Degrassi. Drake is dope. I liked Drake when he was on Degrassi. Yeah, no, I've only seen like two episodes, but he seemed like a nice kid. Oh no, Drake is dope. Like a nice kid. He's just so weak. 
Okay. Also, I think that this was when we were talking about it was written, and then you brought up Clinton. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Look, hold on, let me say this one more thing, please. Yo, Jay Prince didn't step in when Drake was killing Meek Mills, though, right? No. But no. then Pusha C came well, into it because like, mm, okay. that's why it's got to, there's got to be a money issue there. Yeah, and yeah, this yeah, is yeah, such yeah. a weird battle because, like, again, it came out that Drake wrote the chorus for Yikes on yeah, Kanye's yeah, yeah, yeah. album, which is precisely what Pusha T seems to be complaining about when it came when it comes to Drake. But the thing is, uh, Kanye has never said has never been out like I'm the best lyricist or whatever. He's like people. Kanye, uh, Kanye is known for having writers. Kanye is a production. Awesome. Beast. My Dean is all over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Even even when it comes to his production, it, he's always had very strong people exactly. uh, backing him. Be and it, he's like Mike Dean or John John Bryan. He's never denied yeah. that. But Drake, it, but it's like okay, Drake is the best of all time rappers. Drake is a yeah. great artist. But when it comes to MC being a lyricist, bro, it's yeah. You can't, it, it, you can't put well, that's why up there. I think I think that I think that Drake fucking won the battle against Meek Mill but I think Meek Mill won the war because oh, yeah. it, it tarnishes it tarnished nah. Drake's it tarnished Drake's <laughs> career nah. more than anything come on bro let's be serious <laughs> what exactly are we talking about right now not including Drake in the best lyricist of all time because he was outed by did, Meek Mill did Jay-Z win the war uh, but what with who with Nas yes Oh, Jay Z won, won the war. Yes, he won the war. All right, let's let's be, let's be let's be real. Let's be real. Dude, was it Nas signed under Jay Z at one time? Absolutely. Yes. Nas was, is my. Yes. I prefer Nas over Jay Z. Jay Z absolutely won the y'all war. Jay Z won the war. Y'all are extending things too far. That's, that's exactly like, what we have to that's do like, with Drake. That's like, that's like saying like we're talking about his legacy. That's like saying like yo, even though this country like was whooping ass in like Roman times, they're mm. still killing it now today because. You, or flip that. No, I, I did that no, backwards. That's not what we're saying at all. We're talking about musical legacy. No, but we're which talking is about much easier to so quantify. Yeah, it's different. It's different periods then. So I'm saying like Nas won that battle and he won the war. No, the time period after that, after the war time was over, then yeah, maybe Jay Z. No. You know, it, it, what, what, uh, number one, that. it's not clear that Nas won the war. People say that Ether was not as dope as Takeover, and that Super Ugly was just as fucking brutal. So he did. It's still not take, clear. Takeover or Ether? I, I think Takeover is a better, a better district. Really? Ether. I would pick Ether. To, uh, Ether, Ether was dirty, but Ether was basically him being like, "You, you, th- you're this, you're that." That's you're not fucking true. Ugly. That's Takeover not true. was dope. Not spit a lot of facts in that yeah. in that uh, song also. Yeah, you ugly. And he, you treat women bad because you ugly. Come on, come on, bro. Come on, bro. He talked about Jay Z's. He talked about Jay Z's background. Let's not go on that though. Let's but, not go about and that. Jay-Z, what I'm saying is that it's contentious. Is that people agree that Takeover that Jay won the battle, and people agree agree that Nas won the battle. It's still but, contentious. But that's not what I'm saying. I'm talking about there's the that time period. I mean, your whole life isn't a war. I mean, it is. Life is a struggle. We're talking life about career, <laughs> career and legacy, though. But Jay-Z, your whole Jay-Z, career isn't the war. I'm saying, like, you were talking about separate things. But it was the things. king of New York, and Jay-Z is undisputed king of New York at this point. Right now? Uh, it, Historically, it, no, yes. Yeah, in terms of, like, how he moves business-wise, but whenever it comes to lyricism, Nas is still the... Mm. Jay Z mm. is still as nice hold as up, ever. Was. No, he like, is. But it's <laughs> go back to Drake. Go back to Drake. We're, no, we're getting, no, let's not do the Jay Z shit. Go back to Drake. We're getting way off point. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, like, there's a period for battling, right? Mm-hmm. Like when, um, when uh, LL Cool J killed Cool Kumo D, right? Like, that's that period. If 
nowadays, all of a sudden, Kumo D has the hottest song, and all of a sudden, everybody worships Kumo D. We're not going to go back and be like, oh, Kumo D won the war. That's not how it works. No, we're not doing that. We're talking about a continuing legacy, not coming out 40 years after the war. What I'm saying that the reason that I think that Meek Mill won the war... A legacy war, and a war isn't the same thing. And Meek's, Meek Mill's uh, is doing great right is now. not... He's that, doing it's great not that right high. now. I mean, he is high right Meek, now. I mean, Meek Mill's good. Meek Mill is Props high right now. His album was good and he's doing just fine. I feel like y'all aren't listening to me. Props to uh, Meek Mill <laughs> for, you know, getting out of prison and becoming more socially conscious. I mean... Still making good music as well. Yeah. I wouldn't know. But <laughs> <laughs> what I'm saying is he definitely didn't win that battle. He didn't win the battle. And he definitely didn't win the war because that battle ended the war, is what I'm saying. No, what I'm saying is There's no is more that, war. What, but, but look at what the point that Meek was making is like, you're trash because you say you're the best and you don't write your rhymes. Here's the proof. Everybody should hate that. And people still yo, hold that against uh, Drake. That, that's, so that's, that's what why I'm I brought saying. Up Nas I, agree, versus, I agree with Mega on that. That's, that's why I brought up Nas versus Jay-Z, though, because Nas was one of the most prominent people talking about, yo, Jay-Z doesn't write lyrics. He just... Borrows lyrics from other people, especially Biggie. And that that's one of the point, biggest. That wasn't a point back when that battle was happening. You Not wouldn't. At all. You wouldn't know. You weren't listening to mainstream music at the time. I but that was one of the was most listened to mainstream. That was music one of the most contentious points. That was attached to Jay Z for the longest time. That was after. Yo, I'm not a I'm Ooh. not a biter. And I'm it was a writer. All, it was all homage. Nobody that knows about the culture was saying no, uh, that. But yo, yeah, yeah, yes and no, yes and no. Because a lot of people he said would like use a line here or there. A, a lot of people said like, yo, Jay Z bit off Biggie style. Am I right, am I right or wrong? Sure, yes. And a, a lot of people said that within the culture, not not us. I'm but, talking but about like, not not about not about the lines. It, it was it was about, and I definitely was listening to the music back then. Yeah. Late, by the way, but no. The the difference the difference is that it's homage. People people had things to say about but I mean, Jay Z jocking Biggie's style. This is the argument, yeah, right? Yeah, right? This is the that. argument. But I'm saying and that he wouldn't be shit if Biggie was alive. The point was made that Nas I don't like that brought argument. that point to prominence. So in that case. Nas won the war. So if Come we're talking on. about uh, legacy, Jay Z proved himself year after year, release after leaf, success uh, after yeah, success. I, I can't say Nas after won a that. war. Nas won a battle, but if you look like we were just discussing earlier, Yo, the this catalog. Is, this is such a weird conversation. It, it really is. <laughs> like there's, there's a period where war ends, and then after the war, that's fine. Like Germany is a great country now. No, I'm not going to say they won maybe, World maybe, War Two because maybe the semantics of it are throwing you off of what I'm trying to say here. The reason I framed it as a battle and a war is because the, the, the war was initially fought because Meek Mill was saying that Drake was not very dope because Drake is having reference tracks and he can't say he's the best MC when his people are writing the tracks. That's the point. That was a diss. Drake came back and slaughtered him back to back, both literally and figuratively speaking. Yo. But, but wait, 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 wait. Let me, let me clear this up. Yeah. What I'm saying is that... That cloud of the war and the reason it started is follow Drake every since. Nobody right. that talks about serious lyricism can include Drake anymore because we have the proof and the receipts that he's had ghostwriters. And that's why people will not frame him as being a great MC Yo, of you all can, time. You can inflict damage and still lose, though. Like, I wouldn't give Meek... I'm not saying that Meek is more successful. I'm saying that forever now, Drake's career his entire legacy of all his successes are tarnished to the point that he cannot be included as the greatest mc anymore i think where we're where we're disagreeing on is like what is your definition of winning a war what i'm, you what I'm say, saying is, Drake, drake's more successful i'm so saying that wanna, the yeah. reason that meek wins the war is oh, yeah, because yeah. the point that he had is the point that is the most damning against drake now 
Okay, and it was yeah, not everyone most was standard. like, ah, oh, Drake. Yeah, 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 yeah. You. For heads. I, I, mean, I, I, I agree with you on that. Pusha T's album only sold like 70 the first week, and Drake's single has like a million listens already. It's, it's not about that. It's about what's being said and what it means to the overall I agree with you. Because even Drake's, lyric, uh, Drake's, Drake's songs was a back-to-back. You listen to the lyrics, it's just like, it is a... it. It almost it got in the way. It got he, nominated for a Greg. It is a good I mean, song. I feel like that was doesn't do good. shit. I feel like this. I feel like you're presenting a bad argument because there are people who agree with what you're saying, but like with the Nas Jay Z conversation, there were people on both sides. The people who agree with what you're saying about Drake, a lot of them have been saying that even before. Uh, uh, I forgot the guy's name, Meek Mill. Even before <laughs> Meek Mill brought it up, and if we're talking about Meek numbers on mass, nobody gives a fuck about that. Drake does. I don't think he does. Yes, he does because he can no longer call himself the greatest when people are saying that he's not a fucking writer. And and Black Thought's not going to put him on that list. Rock Hem's not going to put him on that list because he's ghostwriting. He I mean, now, now we're getting a little philosophical. Philosophical about it. I don't know no, if Drake cares the, about is, that. This as is the much ethics and integrity of hip hop culture. I don't think Drake cares about that as nah, much as successful. making his money. But but I think I think yeah. maybe you're hung up on the idea of what I said, winning the war. What I'm saying is that what what Meek brought, even though he was slaughtered completely by Drake, that legacy. Of I wasn't I wasn't trying continuing. to say yo. It's continued. My guy and won you know like a perfect Street Fighter fight, and the guy said perfect at the end because he wasn't hit. I'm, no, I wasn't saying that I'm at saying, all. I'm saying that the point that Meek brought up and what everybody turned and said, finally, we see it. There's a reference track. Gotcha. Now that's going to follow Drake for his whole career for people who think that in order to be called the greatest MC, you can't be having ghostwriters like that. I yeah. Think, like, I every, think Drake, every, I think, every verse oh that he God. writes, even even now in this Pusha T battle, it's like Drake's fucking group of super ghostwriters is going to come back with the greatest me, uh, push a wait, I'm sorry, and oh, wait, that's wait. the problem. I, I kind of Nobody interrupt. says that about push. Why? Why did we get on this again? I'm kind of. Oh, we were talking oh, about. Yeah. We were talking about the push. Uh, the yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't remember. Either. No, it's news. It's news. Yeah, it's yeah, part yeah. of the battle. Yeah. It's part of the battle. But I mean, how I did we? How did we get uh, on it though? Is Drake well, still alive? Was, you know. Yeah, yeah. Is Drake still alive. Well, the reason we got on it is because is because the idea that Meek Mill won the war. No, no, no. Like, how did we get from Anderson Pack to this? Is my question. Oh, it's Drake still alive? Yeah, my bad, y'all. Oh, was that? It? <laughs> oh, and it okay. went right because I mean that's it's a current thing. So I said let's go into the news. The battle is still a current thing, and so we're talking about Jay Prince and and them oh, stopping the, Jay the battle. Oh, Prince thing. Yeah. Okay, okay, yeah. yeah and yeah. so it's like, right, right. yeah, you can't, you can't, you, you gotta. I mean, yeah, Drake's Drake's legacy is tarnished in terms of him as a writer. Yeah, after that, everyone. Uh, that's the war I'm talking everyone's about. Everyone's side eyeing him. Yeah, like. Look, in, in this battle, they're like, yo, Drake has a career-ending diss track. It's like, I mean, who I don't wrote wanna, it? Who I don't wrote wanna, it? I don't want to misrepresent, like, our opinions hold a lot of clout. Like, not only in Tokyo, throughout the world. Like, Megalate <laughs> Show, very heavy with the opinion game. Yeah, yeah, you know, but, they look to us. But don't, don't, don't get confused. Like, Drake is still highly regarded in throughout, some circles. throughout the culture. He and is. in music in general. Yeah. Like, I, 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 I don't want people to get the wrong idea because like yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, oh. we're we're pretty knowledgeable. Well, everybody that listens to our podcast knows that I'm not a fucking big Drake fan in the first place. Like I'm just simply not. Like I like I don't really hold him in the. I think that he's there's a lot of suspect marks upon his career that have more to less to do than even him 
just getting caught with ghostwriters, which I don't think is particularly bad. He makes pop yeah, music. Yeah, yeah. I disagree though when you said Drake doesn't care. I think Drake cares. I think he cares a lot. I think Drake cares. And it's not a bad thing to care. It's just like the dude cares. And somebody made this point because I was I was talking about it like the dude explained himself when Pusha T put out that track with that picture. He, he yeah. explained himself. Yeah. Well, he, like, yo. he explained that picture, which yeah. needed to be explained to me. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> to be, yeah, complete, yeah. He to be completely honest, that but picture if, needed if, to be explained. I'm saying, if honestly, you know you didn't do anything wrong, you knew you know you were trying to do the right thing, would you have explained it? Yeah. I mean, in blackface? I would have explained it back in the battle if that's what we're talking about. We were talking about exactly, some hip-hop shit. Enough, and that's the, thing, that's yeah, the yeah. thing that's weird. is like Jay Prince stopped it like these are two guys that are going to kill each other, like Chief Keef battling somebody else that's a, in a gangster. And it's like, no, this is some rap shit. No, that's like this some money. Some rap shit. That's some money thing. Like. That's yeah, why yeah, I yeah, think yeah, it's got to yeah, be yep, some money yep, shit. Yeah, yeah, but where, yep. how does, where does Jay Prince come into play here? Because uh, because I mean, all the money shit goes through baby. Jay Prince's nah. son was the one that discovered yeah, Jay- Drake, right? So who knows what kind of Oh so, yeah, you're not a Drake well, fan. Drake no, I, is I literally a Jay Prince investment. Because he said but, that in the line. But I'm wondering if that where how is that money still being captured? Because I mean, Drake who knows is signed what, like, through, you know what kind I mean? of percentage he's still getting yeah, off yeah, of yeah, that, yeah, you know, yeah. like off of some I mean, it's discovery be deal. Because or it, something. it really it really is it really is something like what what happened is all right. So so you know, for round one, mm-hmm. you know, Pusha T came out, threw some punches, and everybody was like word. And then Drake fucking outpointed him for that first round, boxed him, stole the round. And then the, the second round, uh, fucking there was a, a, a knockdown. Yep. You know what I mean? There was a knockdown, and then they went back to the corners, and then the corner wouldn't let Drake come back out. Throughout the time. So this mm-hmm. is this is the way I perceive the battle. Like Drake just whether it's on him or money reasons or whatever, I think Pusher T is still here for that smoke all day. And I will I, I feel like we facts. were denied we were denied a great battle. And 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 I wanted to see where Drake went. I wanted to see the career in and shit. We were cheated. This is this is something I want to hear from Drake. I don't want to I don't want to hear Scorpion or Scorpio his new album that much, but I want to see him in a battle. Prove your points. I would love it because I would love if like to not doubt Drake is having writers. I think he's a talented writer, but you know he's had people writing. But he's also been wave riding, wave stealing, stealing tracks outright. Uh, you know what I mean? So like I wanted to see Pusha T give him that smoke, and I wanted to see him come back. I think he pissed me off. Fucks up like, his legacy. Drake even more only goes. Oh, and I hate saying this, but Drake goes. Only goes against people he knows he can beat. Cause Common, he didn't want no smoke. Joe Budden gave him bars. He's like, oh, and his excuse, Joe Budden's beneath me, whatever. Yeah, bars. I mean, it's the same thing. I mean, all these dudes do the same thing. Jay Z mm. gave niggas like half a bar. You know mm. what I mean? Yeah. Like Eminem didn't really respond to anybody except Ja Rule and Benzino. Benzino. Oh, he gave. Benzino and that was mostly because of the. <laughs> And Bazino's garbage. And that was mostly because <laughs> of the source some- thing. <laughs> like, Eminem, like, almost... Eminem, like, really fucked up the source. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Eminem yeah, and 50 he, Cent he and them. They kind of, like, ruined Everybody was the like, legacy well, of the source. Everybody was like, well, there it is. Like, yeah. there's, you lost all credibility. Yeah. It yeah. lost all credibility as a, as a publication where you could get honest hip-hop opinions. Mm-hmm. So, But I mean, like, these... Like, those dudes at that level, they don't take a lot of shots. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, this right, whole, yeah. th- but you see, the thing is here is like this whole like subbing, 
subbing people, like, like subliminal dishes. Like, I, I like when people just get at it. And I was really excited for this beef. I was like, let's see it fucking happen. But it's so sticky, man, because, again, I mean, my man Drake really used the word rebuke. You rebuke me because I got help with a couple of Vs. Rebuke. And, and like, rebuke. Audacity. The you know audacity I mean? like, of these dudes. The, the way that he sighed when he first came onto the track was just like... I gotta get at this guy now. It was funny. No, I was really, but but look, and it's, it's a really sticky battle because again, like fucking Kanye is do like Drake does the Kanye shit, help with writers, help you know with all these things, and it's like, how can you rebuke? Are you rebuking Drake? Like, yeah, how do you rebuke Drake while still riding with it? So to me, it was like really sticky. Like both of these guys is just wilding out. Like I can, I mean, like look. You're still talking about selling drugs in the drug game, and you're so far out of it. Not to say that you didn't have a legitimate fucking time in that in that circa circle. His management team, his old management team, is still in jail for drug shit. But like, yo, like, really, where's the authenticity at that we're talking about? Because if you're a real ass cat, how you gonna? And you said it earlier. Kanye's not out there saying he's the greatest or anything like that, or really subbing people and getting at people. So maybe there's a reason for it. But to me, it's just like kind of funny entertainment at this point. To me, this is not on a point that Jay Prince made it seem like. It's not on a point where it's going to turn to violence. To me, this is WWE WrestleMania type of antics where we yep. have two characters playing two roles who have two different skill sets and abilities, and I want to see them in the fucking nose hold, no holds barred cage match with the fucking still, you know, with the steel chairs and the fucking ladder. So, like, let me have that, Jay Prince. What the fuck? To your point, when you're like, oh, uh, Drake is really out here for uh, writing for Kanye, but it's between Pusha and Drake. And that's why, like, uh, I love this uh, Drake, uh, Pusha T's uh, rap, uh, this. He's like, oh, okay, I want all of the smoke. How dare you mention Ye? It's yeah. between you two. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, he mentioned 40. No, he mentioned 40 because 40 is his producer, and then Ye is... Push this producer. Yeah. She's like, you gotta okay. bounce. Oh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, not, not to cut it off, that. but uh, <laughs> but Lay has to get out of here, and we've we've uh, we've talked for a pretty yeah. good minute. Uh, let's go ahead and uh, yo, Hero King. Where can people find you on social media and things of that nature? Uh, pretty much on everything under DJ Hero King, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, even my uh, website. Oh, website fancy Hero King really out here killing it. And also, uh, tell us where the restaurant is at again, my man. Uh, one one uh, on the rooftop, Yokohama, uh, right off Zonohana Park. Word. All right, and Ocean the mild view. out and the mild out party is happening on uh, July sixth, Ju- Friday, July sixth at Club Bar Family. Uh, come through at ten o'clock um, and come check out some really dope music. And uh, yeah, we got an open mic. Oh, for you late. Hey, hey, hey! And for everybody Maybe who got the bars, we'll who you we'll think see. you're nice on the mic. Yeah, no doubt. That should be fun. Yeah. Uh, do we have any shows that we want to talk about late? Nah, check out the calendar, guys. Check out the calendar. Speak easy. Speak easy. Uh, by the time you're listening to this, I'm playing tonight in Shibuya at Hotel Inn at the bottom of Dogenzaka. Uh, Speakeasy's going down on the third in it's first, Yokohama. It's first. Is it the it's first? The fir- yeah, first. It is the first. July it 1st. is. The July first is, is the yeah, Sunday. First. It's going down July first in uh, Yokohama. Zonohana. Zonohana. I think that's all I need. Oh, uh, Katronada is going to be here. When? 
what day is that, Mega? I'm not sure. I don't see it on the calendar. But um, also, Tuxedo is going to be here uh, doing a DJ set on Sunday the 15th at, let me see, uh, Sound Museum Vision. And also on Monday, he's going to be. They're going to be performing. Uh, that's Jake One and uh, Hawthorne Mayor, Mayor Hawthorne. And uh, yeah, that's actually kind of an. Ex- the, actually, the, tux- the uh, my bad. The Tuxedo Show is going to be at. I'm not sure what the venue is here, but it's in. Yo, they're doing a DJ set at Vision. Vision. And they're the also show. going to be at Billboard Live or okay. Blue Note, one of those two. Yo, sorry, uh, it's a little jumbled right now. Also, the Kitchenada show is sold out, so if you don't got tickets, uh, you got to mm. find some anyway. Uh, <laughs> yo, I got to get the fuck out of here. Peace. Mega Late Show, all that good shit. Shout out to our guest, Hero King. Thank, thank you, you very thank you. much. Shout out to Simba on the third mic. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, Yo, the mostest wokest. The freshest dopest. Nas won the war. <laughs> I remember when uh, he was working for Jay-Z. <laughs> I remember when Jay-Z, Jay-Z about like $10 worth for being a billionaire. <laughs>